Hey guys, my name is Brett Ferguson and I am the founder of The Struggle to Sovereignty. Welcome to episode one of our mini-series entitled Authentic Interactions. Throughout this mini-series, we look into dive, we look to dive into the people who have personally impacted the team at SCS. I, I can't even speak right now. Um, pretty much what we're doing is taking close fa friends, family members, teachers, and mentors of the individuals who run our team at The Struggle to Sovereignty, and we're highlighting them and we're talking about their stories because Maybe on the seasons, we don't get the chance to come and hear their stories, but I think this mini-series will give us a second to take a step back, not really recruit leads, but find people that are close to us and how they've impacted us in our lives. So today, I thought it would be a really cool way to kick off this mini-series with a couple of my best friends. And what they've done in my life is that they've constantly showed me love, compassion, and always picked me up when I was down. No matter what happened, it was always they were there for me. And that's the biggest thing that anybody can give to someone else. So um, without further ado, um, and this is going to be kind of different for you guys. Uh, <laughs> so in episode one of Authentic Interactions, I am joined by my two best friends, Tyler Posick and Patrick Martin. Howdy. Hello. <laughs> All right. So get beautiful the shakes intro. out. Beautiful. That's a little beautiful intro, by the way. Thank you, that Tyler. so pretty. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I know it's awkward, the mic's in front of you, like normally whenever we're sitting here just hanging out watching fucking Fuller House or something like that, <laughs> it's not normally like that, but uh, man, it's it's kind of cool to bring you guys on this side of things, because you guys have seen like what I've done with all this for the past year or so, and it's kind of cool to have you guys on it, so. Very honored. Patrick to be here. and Tyler, you guys tell me, tell me about yourselves, tell me about like your hometowns, like where you guys grew up, and just a little bit about yourselves. You know him better, so. Me first? All right. Well, met Brett going to high school with him. Um, before that, uh, grew up around Lexington area, and then went to high school at Fort Mill with Brett, where I met his beautiful self. Um, <laughs> other than that, not really much to tell. Uh, <laughs> living in Columbia now uh, with two great guys. We all have um, lived together since y'all been in college too yeah yeah and he's been my roommate for so this past year since he didn't want to live with me but... <laughs> <laughs> no uh tyler's been somebody in my life that we met senior year or high school and i remember sitting out on the porch of his mom's house begging him because we're, like, we're going to clemson we're going to clemson we're going to clemson and then Tyler literally looked at me and said, fuck that. <laughs> like, we're going to Columbia. So, um, smarter of the two. Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm, definitely. To we'll be, be very bored. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Everyone's so bored. Um, so, it's one of those cool things that it's just, it's kind of carried on and carried on a relationship because normally you have friends from high school and then you have your college friends. And it's like we've been kind of college friends and not really just high school friends. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've grown throughout college. Pat, talk a little about yourself and kind of how we met and everything. Okay, so... <clears throat> I haven't really, well, actually, now that I say that and I think about it, I've known y'all for like four years now. Yeah, and it seems like it's not that long. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been a while. So, I grew up in Lexington. I'm from Lexington originally. I've been here all my life. I originally, <clears throat> the way that we met is a really good story that I love telling because it's funny <laughs> and it's absolutely just describes us perfectly. Yes. So, I had a roommate at the time that I went to high school with, and I was there. And they were all drinking with Brett, Tyler, and I think Evan was there too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it was Evan. <laughs> I was at the community pool at my apartment that I was currently at. And then I got off of work, saw them all down there, and I was like, oh, go join the fun. So I walked down, met these guys, and went back up, changed into a swimsuit, came down and drank. And I think we went downtown after that too. Yep. What was your first impression? Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. 
Coach we Pat. had a friend too named Braxton that you know really enjoyed hanging out with y'all. But when I first met y'all, I was like, just another couple of frat douchebags <laughs> I don't want to hang out with. And it just seemed like well, y'all were also freshmen at the time, and I was in the process of like almost dropping out of college. So, yeah, yeah. And I just didn't really feel like doing that. And then sometimes, and, I was like, <laughs> and uh, we, uh, I started hanging out with you guys a lot more. Yeah, I started coming around, like being in good old Granby and all that good jazz. And oh yeah, had a ton of good times in there. Yeah, um, <laughs> we had some fun, dude. It was uh, that was definitely a wild time. That was. Oh my god, dude! That 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 Granby house or the no, what was it, Olympia? Olympia. Yeah. Oh, oh no, yeah, it was Olympia. Oh my god, dude! That was. Me and Tyler were just looking at pictures from Olympia today. Dude, the the parties that y'all threw in there <laughs> to this day, dude. I think I've never they been a part of something so uh, absurd. Dude, it was it was ridiculous. Packing like probably like close to a hundred people in like the tightest space. Yep. You can oh think yeah. Of. Yep. Yep, that was that was it. Randomly have <laughs> random people in your own rooms that you yeah. have no clue who they are. And then Maverick that. getting Mavericks just getting pat and yeah. <laughs> there just like, what the hell? Um, no, nah, it's funny. It's different times too because it's like you're looking at it and you're looking at Snapchat and I was just like, holy shit, this is like a scrapbook of just like my life. Like I was yeah. just like yeah. scrolling through it and I was like, oh my god, this is year by year by year. You see like whenever we went to New Orleans and then whenever we were at the beach house, the Southern Tide beach house. Oh and my everything. god. <laughs> I wish I still could have gone with y'all today. I wish you would have too. That was, that was something. That was it was. I think the biggest takeaway I got from that is just you can't have Tyler next to doors. And um, <laughs> you remember when you had the door off the hinge? You accidentally broke the door whenever you were trying to take a shower or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just like breaking doors. Yeah, right. You broke this window. I guess the first week you yeah. got in here. And, when, and it's like the worst part is, is that you're not even a destructive person. Like, oh no, I'm just trying to do my regular self. Just well, that one intoxicated. Was, that one wasn't your fault. Oh no, that that one was fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah but <laughs> so all right. So from our relationships and like seeing how it's grown, um, what has been something throughout all of this? Whenever we became friends and kind of like developed a relationship throughout college, and like you obviously had to deal with a bunch of shit. Everybody has, um, everybody's kind of gone through stages of their lives. But like, what is the friendship between all of us kind of meant to each of you? And like, what ways has it like impacted you to where you sit back and you're just like, damn, I'm like very eternally grateful for that because I do that all the time. I'd say I'm pretty grateful, which is just a pretty selfish thing to say, but it's I'm grateful for the fact of like. The majority of y'all between you two have always been doing like pretty well for yourselves. Like you got job Sornex now, you've been at Sornex and you know you got a promotion, you got the podcast. This is like insane, which I'm not doing too much, but it's like it's making me jealous and it's making me like I wanna go fucking do more for myself. Like, yeah. I wanna be something. I wanna fucking like you 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 are doing incredibly well. <laughs> yeah. And you're fucking killing it at Sornex. That's just like I'm cleaning pools. <laughs> well, but, like, that's the thing about it, though, is, like, that interaction, that relationship is exactly what you need. But, yeah, bro. it's like, I mean, with us, we all play football, so everything's a competition. Not to be, like, I want to make more money than you because I want to be better than you. It's just more so, like, you guys are doing great. I love seeing you guys be great. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. I want to be great, too. So. Yeah. Tyler, what about you, dude? I'm interested to hear your... Tyler, and just to preface this, y'all, <laughs> Tyler is not somebody to talk about emotional shit like this. Oh, no. Tyler does not delve into himself, so whatever he was like, I'll come on the podcast. <laughs> so like, here we go. I wasn't really like, okay, I will, but like, bro, I was like, so we're doing the podcast, and <laughs> you're gonna be on it. I'm like, uh, okay, but anyways, Brett's been the person in my life since senior year, 
he's definitely the reason that I have matured because uh, I was a child and just did fuck shit. <laughs> but seeing Brett grow up very quickly, I'm always like, wow, why do you act 30 when you're 20 years old? Now 22 and acting little, finally a little coming back down. <laughs> yeah, since he's but, been with us, we're starting to Yeah. Know. Well, I mean, I had to unwind, dude. It was like, I was so wound up for the longest time because I was just grinding. I got on the podcast, I was grinding in the gym. I was just constantly trying to get better. And like that, for a while, it was just like, I had to take a step back from like just but doing. You did. It was definitely worth it. Was what you did. It was 100% worth it. it I'm is, happy for every day I did it. Uh, ever since I met you, I knew you were going to strive to be someone great, and you were going to be someone great. Yeah. That's just the person you are. I still get mad and, when you showed me the pictures of you from freshman year. Dude, that's crazy. Tyler was there through that all, all that, and we can even talk a little bit about that. So whenever I was done playing football, like whenever I was that whole thing happened, which I've shared on the podcast before, so I came back to my hometown and went to a technical college. And me and Tyler at that time, like we had to sign up late for classes because like classes had already started or something. But Tyler and I came back, and that was kind of like whenever me and Tyler's relationship just got a lot, lot closer. Um, it was just me and you stuck. It in was Portland. yeah, it was just me and you stuck in our hometown, and we were watching everybody that we knew go to college and like have all these crazy experiences and have all this fun. And it's just like, damn, like I wanted to have that. Like that looks like a fantastic time. Like why? Same reason I left my grandma. Yeah, dude. It was just like. I, I'm tired of just like doing the same status quo shit. Like I, I wanted to live a different life and I wanted to be like on my own and independent. And then me and you started going to the gym every day. We couldn't run a mile, but damn it, if we could lift some weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all we did. Do you remember running uh, to my house to the gym? Dude. We did that like once and then we were like, yo, we're going to do this every week. Get halfway through. Yeah, we're not doing this next I was week. like, yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> never again. It's like, they're not doing this again. I mean, granted, that was like, you were what, 2.30? I was probably 2.30, yeah. And 2.30, and I was telling you, I was I was above 2.60. I was pushing 2.70, which people don't believe me when I say that, but I stepped on the scale, and I remember showing Tyler. I was like, Tyler, look at this. <laughs> like, he was a big boy, but... Man, could that man lift some weight? Dude, I was. That time. Oh, dude, it, that's all we did. <laughs> like, this is literally all me and Tyler. We had nothing else to do. Yeah. Like, you remember whenever we get home from work, uh, from school, and then just go to the gym for an hour and a half to two hours. Yep. And just lift. It just lift, and then eat our parents' food because yep. we were stuck at home. <laughs> we just cleaned their pantries. Um, do you remember the one time, like? So that was the thing too. Is like not only was it like the interaction of actual people and being on a campus and everything that sucked whenever we weren't there, but then like also too whenever we were there and we had to go to like do things whenever you want to go like have fun with your friends or like go to go out and you know have a beer and hang out. Yeah, we were underage. It was stupid. Okay, everybody does it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whenever we did, we went over to my buddy Sean's house and that was like our spot. Oh, yeah, Sean's brother's house. And yeah. it was us, and we would get, what What was it? It was like... Sean a, has a brother? Yeah. yeah. An older brother. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. He's just your age. Is he? He graduated 2014, correct? 15. 15? Okay, he graduated 14. Yeah. Um, I think it was his house, but we'd go over there and buy Bush Ice and then play Madden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was like, a, that was our solid Friday night. Oh, <laughs> you remember where you got it? No. Circle K. Circle K. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't you work there? Yeah. yeah. That's how they got it. <laughs> <laughs> the high school is green. 
Oh my god, dude. That, yeah, that was bad. Um, but the funny part about it was is that like I look back now and I'm just like, I, I think doing shit like that helped me mature so much because now I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, you've done it now so many times that it's just like, especially to being of age, you oh, yeah. sit there and you're just like, all right, I'm like, I have no more like will to just sit there and be like, you know what? Let's go out and go crazy tonight. It's like, ah, like, <laughs> see, know. every we, once in a while, I felt I that way. What was it? Friday? Yeah. I felt that way Friday. But then when we got down there and when we started, you know, when we were at Jake's and hanging out and have yeah, a good time. And we went to bird dog, you know, people started leaving, but like when we got to bird dog, we finally got in. It was kind of like, all right, <laughs> Have a good fucking time. Yeah, yeah let's, let's just like let loose a little bit. Well, that's my thing. Is like I don't, I barely go out anymore. But like whenever I do, I just want to go out and have a good time because it just helps me unwind. I have so much stuff going on now that it's just like you got to remind yourself sometimes you're still a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta go out and play. Your mind, your mind is at ease. Even though I felt like I didn't really. I and that's the thing. I wasn't even crazy inebriated Friday, Friday night. I came back Saturday and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I felt like a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I could not believe it. But, um, no, so what has it been for you guys? So, with your, like, Tyler, I know you, like, fucking love skiing and snowboarding and everything. And Pat, like, for example, you've found so many activities that you wanted to get yourself a part of. What has it been in, like, one thing in life that you've been sitting back and being like, damn, I really want to go do this? Like, an activity more so. Uh, traveling. Yeah. That's the only thing I want to do, like, that I have my mind set on doing, is just because, <clears throat> just from seeing people, like, you know, from you talking <coughs> about going to Germany, which, unfortunately, you didn't get to go, but just, like, hearing sure. about it, and, like, my girlfriend, who just traveled for, you know, a year or six months, however long it was, and South America and Africa and all that stuff, it's just, like, before I die, I'd really like to go see the world instead of, you know, being cooped up and not really vacationing outside of yeah. South Carolina and like the Southeast like we went to Utah and that was probably the funnest vacation I have no, ever yeah, no, it was awesome it was awesome like Tyler you remember uh, I remember sitting there at the top of the mountain in Utah and I was like this is not happening no, <laughs> like, nowhere near yeah. what was um, what was your impact from that like obviously traveling but then you also got to throw on some got to throw on a snowboard and kind of just conquer a mountain which is one of my favorite things to do on this planet I mean, going down a mountain like that. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a, more so a, a reality check of like, it's not like a reality check. It's more so like, I can actually do this. Like, this is right. not something that's like, you know, some people look at things like you want to do and it's like, can I really get away with doing something like, can I go, I don't know, skydiving? Can I really do something like that? It's just like, when we got out there and I was on top of the mountain, it was like, I can travel. Like, I know I can do this. If I just have the money, I put some aside some effort and, like, really take the time to do it right. Like, I can I can go do the things I want to do. 100%. And yeah, when I was up there and when we were going down, it was just like, we're doing it. That's like, what I'm yeah. saying. Like, whenever you look up, uh, when you're at the top of the mountain, you're just like, damn, I'm so small. Like, yeah. you just look around, you're just like, fuck, man. That's how I feel. I don't know if y'all ever seen me go on my rants on Twitter about space. <laughs> <laughs> when I start looking into space, and when I get into a mood, it's just like, we are not shit. Bro, we are so small. <laughs> we are so small. I mean, like, the Elon Musk, that was the, the thing that blew my mind about this coronavirus thing. Okay, the FBI released videos of aliens, and no one batted an eye. No, no one even said anything. <laughs> no one said shit. Videos of just the spaceships. Dude. And just nothing was... I listened to a Joe Rogan episode with Bob Lazar, like, uh, probably six months ago, 
and they were explaining like if you if you haven't listened to that go listen to it it's joe rogan and bob lazar it's fucking awesome and they're talking about like aliens and like the experiences that like people have had like military personnel have dealt with like fighter jets like the, you know the ones that are like the ghost f- f- uh, fighter jets that like go in the oh, like go in the clouds and they'll sit there and you the can't drones? the stealth it's like the stealth something okay. i can't remember the addition of the airplane but you're talking about the one that looks like a triangle yeah the, the one stealth bomber thing? the stealth bombers or whatever but they're literally it's like almost possible to see them when they're in yeah. clouds it's like they had a stealth bomber where they were just like following a, like a, a route of clouds and they were talking about it and then they were sitting there they were like this thing went up like it had no use of gravity so it could move up like north south east and west like any way it wanted to go and then whenever it finally like saw the humans like monitoring it it just shot down into the ocean and they said it was like nothing they had ever seen before that was <laughs> yeah could y'all imagine if there was no alien just people living below the water atlantis bro no Real place. Jason Momoa <laughs> is the truth. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, that shit gets released, and no one bats an eye to how there could there are aliens that have been here. They're like, yeah, we can't explain this. Like these are just random ass flying saucers that. Yeah. Be. And my thing is, all right, is it is it like how we is it just one of those things that they've known forever? They're just like, ah, like time's crazy. Like fuck, throw this out there too. <laughs> no one's gonna realize it. <laughs> no, 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 no one really see this. It's kind of my thing. Well, what uh, in regards to space, I don't know how we got off on that. But um, Tyler, what about you? What's like one thing that you wanted to do, or just one thing that you want to do? Just it doesn't necessarily have to be like a, I guess a work the work thing. It could just be an activity that you want to do like for the rest of your life constantly. I love snowboarding, like you said. Yeah, I would love to go to different mountains. Like I want to go to Colorado. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the Alps. Like, I, I would love to go to different places to do that. Mm-hmm. Definitely try to get better, but... That's what I'm saying. I just, I just like, like y'all were saying, when you're up on the mountain, like, you just feel completely different. Yeah. yeah. Like, just looking out, it, it just a whole different mindset on life. A whole different world, dude. Yeah. You just look like you, we sit here in this house and we think, like, oh, we're bigger than everything. It's like we're in this house and... But then you don't realize how exactly how small everything is until you're in the scope of it. And you yeah. like your perspective changes. I think that's a lot of it. It's like the way like your perspective on a lot of the shit. Like it's like, are you big in your community? Are you big in whatever it may be? Like mm-hmm. especially to your voice and like the way your voice can impact people. That's one thing, especially too, about all of our friends. Um, a lot of people will come around, like all us and all of our friends, and they'll be like, dude we really had a good time with you guys today. Like we want to connect, like we want to, we want to hang out with you guys more. And it happens time and time again, every time we're with new people. Mm-hmm. We're you fucking know. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, but am I wrong? Like it's no, not, no, like, you're not wrong. No, every people would just, well, be I like, feel like out of this group, especially like, we're just very accepting. We're yeah, we like, are, we we're are not like, you know, Oh, except you when you're kind of weird, whatever. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean like, it's not like we don't really have a problem with anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless obviously it pisses off. Well, and you make it, if you make a problem, obviously. If you make a problem, yeah. But, like, it's just, I've never really had a moment in time where you've brought somebody, you've been like, I'm bringing somebody over. I've just been like, I want to go downtown and meet my friend. And we've just been like, ah, I don't really fuck with him. I'll let you hang out with him. I'll leave him. It's just more so like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's like, what's up, dude? Bring him. And it's like, well, and I'll randomly get, like, I don't know. I just find it interesting because it's like people that that's a, a quality that a lot of people don't have anymore. It's like acceptance and just like truthfully, just like meeting people with open arms because it's 
something to it was like every time I came to you guys with something that had happened in my life, it was always that same mentality of like you've always opened me up with open arms. Like you've always just been like, yo, Brett, we got you for whatever you need. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what you want me to do about this situation because I've had some crazy shit happen. But like you guys have always been the people that have just sat back and been like, you know what, Brett, what do you need to say? Like yeah. you're a talker. Yeah. What do you need to get off your chest? And that's important because that's a quality that like not a lot of people have anymore, especially too. It's like you, like I've met some people that you would think that they were Gandhi. I mean, you were like, oh, this person's all holier than thou. And then you meet him and you're like, this person's a fucking fraud. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what, what are you talking about? Um, and I think that's important for all of you guys. So what is you, what's that your intention for you? Like why, what makes you that way? Each of you, like how, why is it that you greet people with open arms and why do you kind of just accept people? I would say it's mainly just the way I was raised and just like how with my mom and my sisters and everything like that. I just always have to listen to them yeah. about their issues. And so it's the way I've always been is just listening. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's just my dad always taught me to accept people for who they are and not what it looks like, so to speak. So like <clears throat> my dad was actually talking about this today when I played golf with him. He was talking about how his mom... Um, when they were living in Blythewood and like, you know, the house about this big, but with like six people, yeah. like, I guess in comparison, it's like, you know, three bedroom, one bath. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to live with that many people, but they would met a family that was like outside of a grocery store that were living out of a van and his mom saw them one day and they were like, you know, all oh, that's sad. But then the next day my dad got home from school and saw that his mom had moved that family of like four into like the spare room that they had, which they didn't have a spare room. I just moved him in and was like, hey, just, you know, live here if you want to. Just, like, you know, until you can find a place, until you can get something going. And the guy was training to be, like, a technician or whatever. And he finally got it, got his job, moved out, and gave my grandmother a thousand bucks and said thank you. So it's just, like, the idea of, like, don't really expect for people to be one way or another. Just accept them yeah, for yeah. how they come to you. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, just shut them away just because you're like, oh, you're dirty. Oh, you're poor, oh, you know, whatever. It's just um, accept people. You have my reason not to. We've all came from pretty different backgrounds, too, which it's like we've all came from similar but different. Like, we're all from, like, for example, for me, it's like I'm from a predominantly white town. Pat, same with you. Yeah. Like, Tyler, it depends with you, honestly. Like, I mean, uh, raised, like, before middle school, yeah. no, but after that, yeah. Yeah, and it was just, like, predominantly you were raised in, like, a in an environment that just allowed for consistency to be a certain way. So like people fixated on yourself in order to live this certain way and like kind of be this certain way and not be accepting of others. That was put like, I think from our families, like my dad, my dad grew up dirt poor. Um, I know like, I know your family, yeah. your family didn't grow up with a lot of money either. Mm-hmm. And it was Tyler. Did my mom did, my dad did. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, there's a differential. It's like, you know, the contrast, oh, like yeah. the way they, and it's and you can I, tell just between those two, like the difference of how they grew up yeah. versus each other. Yeah, yeah. They present themselves. My dad did, so. yeah. And my dad does really well for himself, but it's it was never like I had to earn every fucking thing I got. Like it was never like I was never under this preface of like I was given shit. I was always just had to I had to go out and get whatever I had because that's the way my dad did it, mm-hmm. and I'm so appreciative of that. I was appreciative of it whenever I was young because I I saw it. Like I was like. Man, these are some title fucking people, like some kids. See, I was one of those entitled people though, because I, I think it would have been different. Because my parents divorced at a young age, and my mom, since I was a baby, and she was making money, you know, because they got divorced, whatever, all that jazz. She was making money to a good point, and my mom treated me like a baby. But if I'd have lived with my dad, I know my dad would have made me 
work and do whatever I could to earn what I got. Yeah. Which I mean, that's like, how my mom it's, was growing up. It's different because like you don't want to sit there and be like, I wish I could have worked. It's just like I'm very grateful for all the things that my mom was able to give me. Oh, like, yeah. You know, because she grew up having to work. My dad grew up having to work. Granted, my mom had more money, but like. My parents have always been, since my dad grew up dirt poor, he wanted to give me the world and didn't want me to have to go through it. Mm-hmm. He didn't want me to be like, you know, 15 and working until I'm 85. So, yeah. like, he just wanted to give me everything, which, as I say, I wish I could have earned everything and done everything when I was at a young age. I'm also very grateful for given the opportunity. Yeah. So, I mean, I had to learn at a later age that it's not handed to you. You, no. know, you gotta work your ass off sometimes. Yeah. It was just like that's always how I've been because I've always I also too I I think I'm a little ADHD I don't know I'm something because like I'm always like I don't really I have a chill pill in my body for like a day you give me like a day I'll hang out and I won't do much but you give me two days and I go insane like yeah. I, I have to be doing something in order for myself to be like feeling productive and doing so I have to be doing something and that was kind of one of the reasons why I started this was because it was. I wanted to do something that, like, I know I had this time that was allocated to nothing. So, like, what could I put in that time that could help people and that could, like, impact people's day? Um, and there was, I was listening to a bunch of Tiny Desk Talks concerts last night, like, literally just sitting in my room listening to these Tiny Desk concerts. And I saw the impact that, like, those people, first off, like, in an environment like this, just in a room, like, just in a room, like, behind a table, what they could do with just music, like, just just instruments in their voice and like the message that they portrayed because I was sitting there in my room alone like truthfully like wow like I felt impacted from the things that they were saying I was like what's what's any different than me sitting behind a mic doing this with some of the people I care about the most because like I've learned from you guys and I know other people can and I know other people relate to that too um so from from all that you know obviously we have different backgrounds but similar but we've learned to kind of like be accepting of others because like at the end of the day it's one of those things like why why live your life (laughs) why live your life unhappy and like why live it unsatisfied because at the end of the day it's like you never know what person that you're going to open your arms to and they're going to give you the world you know yeah that's why like i i hope y'all noticed this about me like I can be in a horrible mood, you'll never know, because I always try to put a smile on Dude, I always say that about you. I was like, you could be the most upset person in the world, and you will never show it. No. And no you, need you to. You never wear your heart on your sleeve. But with that being said, like, you have emotion. Like, you care oh, deeply yeah. for people, but, like, you never wear it on your sleeve to the point of, like, if you come in, you had a shitty day at work, and, like, you just don't want to talk to anybody, you can put it aside and be like, let's have a good time. Hey yeah. guys, love you. Whatever. Because I don't, I don't want, and I, it's something I wish I could do. You've seen me come home from work and just be so upset to where the point I'm just like I'm gonna take a shower and be in my room for the next four hours. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, and I can't, I can't, I can't set aside that, which I wish I could. But yeah, it's it's just a quality <laughs> for me. I'm generally just a happy person, so I don't get upset a lot. But like, if I do get upset, I need time, just like you. It's it's I I can relate both ways because it's like I do the same thing as him for things that like haven't impacted me to where I know it's like, okay, I have to do this. Like, don't be worrying about this, Brett. Just put it aside. But then also, too, some days I'm just like, I fucking need to go to my room. I need to take a shower. I need to go to bed. I need to hang out with Alaska and maybe play some Super Smash Bros. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe hang out and play some Smash. All right. Speaking of Smash Bros. Pat. All right. So, me and Pat. So, me and Pat. We are the Smash Bros. Me and Pat. Tyler. What? To- yeah, I got, I, got, I got it, Tyler. I got it. Tyler. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just want to clarify. Oh my god. 
All right, so, um, Pat, it's funny, too, because something in my life, I had always played video games. Like, I was, I've was, i always been kind of a nerd. And whenever I met you, I was like, ah, oh, dude, no fucking way this guy plays video games. Like, you know, no way. Like, no way. And then, then to find out, more me and Pat know each other, Pat's like, oh, yeah, no, I play the same game. I was like, oh, no shit. <laughs> and <laughs> no, shit. no shit. And it honestly, as stupid as that sounds, it, like, kind of still just made me feel like I was like, we all live the same life. I was like, yeah. dude, we all live like, no, you never know. Well, part of us is like, even the three of us, like, I think a, a part of us is all connected one way or another. Yeah. All video games, whatever. We all have like the same, what's the word? Um, I can't think of a word, but we all like the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's like, we all like the same stuff too. And I think it was between all of us that was super cool. It was like, we all were athletes. We all did play football. So it's like we all had that one little thing that drove us, um, that kind of led to the competitor in us, which was important, um, because being a competitor is extremely important, because it's not necessarily you're competing against others more than competing against yourself. Like, That's why I'm so good at Smash Bros. Yeah. I hate losing. Yeah, I hate <laughs> losing. Like, even if it's in something as medial as a video game, I can't lose. Like, I can't do I it. I was talking about that today with my dad. He, uh, when we were playing golf, it's the only game, like sport, whatever, I mean, I'm not great at everything, but I'm pretty decent at most things I like to say like basketball I enjoy basketball I'm okay at it yeah. baseball I'm okay at it football I was pretty good at it yeah. video games I'm incredible <laughs> but golf it is the only game that makes me realize and humble myself that yes you still have a temper and you need to calm the hell down <laughs> and like I was out there today and I hit you know horrible shot and I went to the next tee box and I didn't say a word to anybody and smoked a ball before they even realized it. And they're like, where'd it go? I was like, it's gone. I'm just mad. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'll tee it up again. Don't worry about it. It's just one of those, it's very humbling to also realize, you know, like, You're you got to calm down sometimes. Bro, you do. Bro, I watch some people, like, there are some people, like, if I've been working out, I mean, there's really been a time in my life where I haven't worked out. Like, genuinely, like, I've always done it, and it's just something that just, it's almost like therapy to me. I've always done it. And I'll sit back, right? I've worked my ass off for so many years. Tyler Posey can attest to this because he's one of those people, right? You know, like, obviously, every dude, you know, you want to look good naked. That's the truth. Like, every dude yeah. wants to good look, look good naked. It's it, You want to take your shirt off of the beast and be like, oh, wow, that guy looks great. Like, oh, yeah, that's sweet, <laughs> you know? But I was never the person, though, that could just, you know, I have to drop a hat, give it a month, and I'll be all right. I, I, some people can. And my friend right here, Tyler, can do that in a heartbeat. So, yeah. Tyler, what's it like for you? Because, like, for me, it's... What's o- it like being so great? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, what's it Because like, you haven't, like, I've never had it like that. So I relate to people that are like, oh, I can't lose this weight. I'm like, ah, I feel ya. Like, what's it like just, you know... Honestly, I never knew I could do that. Like, because, like, always growing up, like, I did always work out until this past, like, year. Yeah. Kind of slacked off a little bit. Yeah. So, like, I never actually realized that, like, I could always just be thinner but yeah. I don't know it's nice like if I do want to take a little bit of time off I know for a fact like I'm not going to go just look pudgy yeah but like See, at I, the same time like I wouldn't say I have the best <laughs> body in the world right now so Tyler so you know obviously since you've kind of like toned it down from working out a little bit what has it been since you haven't had a sport or something like that to keep you accountable? Like, of staying in the gym and doing that? Like, what? how has that been, trying to combat that? And, like... So, it started out being fine. Like, fresh, our freshman year, we would work out together. It was fantastic at it. And then, once we moved down here, I did good 
every I would do I started off doing like four or five days a week and then since the past year I've slowed the roll ever since my parents moved and I lost my membership at like the YMCA yeah so I haven't really had a membership and just kind of got out of the role of it yeah and ever since then just what's what what is now like for and this is a question for both of you what do you guys for example what do you use working out do you use it to look good do you use it for like motivation just to be applicable like be strong in areas of your life for example like bending down to pick up something like as you get older like that the range of motion and all that shit like that that starts kind of dwindling away um obviously we're 20 so it's yeah it's, but what is it now for you to kind of have to sit back and be like, okay, like whenever you do start training again, what is that going to be entailed or what's going to be your motivation behind it to kind of like do it? I do it to look good, one. And to, for two, I don't know. It's just something about working out. It can clear your head. It's a very good, humbling feeling realizing that you can get better at something yeah. if you push to do it. Yeah. And so that, that that's something I've always liked to do with it is you can see the progress when you work hard for it. Yeah. And then you can see the non-progress when you don't. Yeah. So I, that, that's where I enjoy working yeah. out. Yeah. What about you, Pat? I know you got into CrossFit there for a little bit. Yeah, that was that was actually really fun. I was about to say it was pretty shitty, but it was pretty fun because it felt like football. Yeah. It was circuit workouts. You were constantly moving. It didn't matter if you were taking a rest or not. Like you were walking, running, whatever you are doing to the next thing you were about to do. But... The only reason I got into CrossFit was because I was already working out, and I was like, you know, this doesn't feel like, because I hate cardio, and I was like, I'm not doing enough cardio, no, I'm not, and I need to lose weight if I want to look a little bit better, so I had a buddy that was in it, and he had really gotten into it, started, like, actually trying to get to where he could compete in the games, and he got really close, but I got up there with him, started working out, and started doing it, and I'm pretty sure you guys remember, but for a while there, I was... You were looking... I was toned. Like, yeah, I felt mm-hmm. really good about it. And it kind of really shapes you. I only did it for six months, but within the first two months, I really could see some oh, yeah. change. Like, yeah. I was I was cut, and I felt good about it. What, what made you stop? Um, the thing about working out for me is I like working out, but it also comes in waves. There's a yeah. time that I will work out every day, every minute I can get, and work out for three hours if I can, and then... There's just times like I am in right now. I just come home. I don't want to do anything. I, just yeah. don't, I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like getting out of bed. It's a, just a lazy thing to do. But it's just more so that I don't feel like I want to work out until I see myself in a picture. And I don't know if y'all remember that picture yeah. when I was down at the beach with Aubrey. I saw it, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really have let myself completely go from this, and I need to get healthier. Mm-hmm. So when I see it, and I, it'll come a time, I'm hoping soon, because we're going to the beach in a month, but, <laughs> but I'm hoping soon that I'm going to see it, and I'm like, you know, I need to be a healthier person, I need to get out, and I need to start making a progression to being a more active yeah. person, you know? But, yeah. Let's take a step back from some of the more intense stuff. Uh, I kind of want to talk about the bar. Oof. So Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, we'll <laughs> talk about it. Uh, it's part. So, um, to preface this, I talked about this in season one. So whenever I kind of started the whole podcast, I was at the tail end of working at this place called Breakers. And Breakers was this bar where me and pretty much all my best friends worked. And we were all bounced, bartended, barbacked, everything. So we all kind of just like, we were, we were with these other people for like 
hours and hours and hours on end, like doing this bar thing, and it was a ton of fun. So I kind of want to talk. All right, one memory from the bar. Do you want me to tell the one memory that I fondly so remember? You might not want to been there. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> not, not, not. If we're on, the, if we're thinking about the same exact thing. Oh, no, you're you're thinking about the same thing. No, for a fact. No, 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 no. Another. <laughs> we're not sharing that with the podcast. I guess one thing I can say I can really be proud of, which I guess it's not hard job. I mean, you did it too, Tyler. So I mean, bar backing is just one of those things. I mean, it's hard, but at the same time, it's like for what we were getting paid, I don't really feel like it was that hard because we yeah. were working at a bar and it was very laid back. So the thing I was really proud of was the Alabama game. That Friday, I came back from bouncing at whatever yeah. event they had, and then that Saturday, I worked again by bar backed. So. We completely had capacity the entire time I was there, and worked the entire time, and like I don't really know if you want me to say like how much we made. Oh, I don't care. So I mean, like <clears throat> you worked from like what we worked from four to four because the game was later. Mm-hmm. So you just put in all that effort, and then like that Saturday was the most I ever made. It was like four hundred and eighty bucks in one night, and you just kind of walked out of there, and you were just like, <laughs> I earned this damn money. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Barback and too. Tyler always had his nipples out. Tyler had this cut off T shirt. And it, it was it, <laughs> the way you cut it. You cut it like it was just a very deep cut. It, I enjoy it. I it missed that a, shirt. Though. It was a nipple. Cut. Do you still have it? Yeah, it's in my drawer. Okay, no, I'm bringing it back. That's what got you all the ladies too. It did. <laughs> they it saw did. that tribal tattoo on a blonde, blue-eyed man, and they were like, "Oh, <laughs> bet." <laughs> so what, about you? what about you? What was your one thing for the bar that you remember? Um. I don't know, it was some hard work, but, like, I feel like the most fun was humiliating kids when they try to pick a fight, and me being a bigger dude, and most of those guys are being very small, you can easily just pick them up and just make them look like a fool. You feel just, like you have a lot of power. When you, you do. do. Yeah. You just like, and I, the thing that I think that's important with that, too, is, like, no, nobody was really ever an asshole whenever it came down to it. Like, it was always more so just, like, you had a job, you had to get it done. And it was, like, if a kid was causing, like, this big scene or whatever, it was, like, you just had to remove them because you wanted to make sure other people were You were the were, police uh, in the bar. You were yeah. keeping the peace. Nah, dude. There were some crazy ass times in there. There were some weird people. Well, one time I was stuck into a 10 on 10 fight by myself. Oh, I remember that. That sucks. Yeah. A 10 to, on 10. Yes, because Toulouse <laughs> just on his phone doing nothing. It started off being like 3 on 3. And then at that point, like, I have one kid just like got my foot on him. I have another kid like in my arm. One kid starts picking up a chair. So I have to like push him like so he doesn't throw a chair or like hit someone with it. And like I'm dragging this one kid in my arm. And then another dude picks up a trash can. So I kick that dude. And then, like, I can't kick anyone out when it's 10 <laughs> off that fight. So, like, eventually, I get it all, like, kind of dismissed. And I get one group to go out one way. And then another group to go out the other way. And they made out on the front part, like, on the street. They made out? No, they met, met up. <laughs> <laughs> they met up These on the front. Make it out. <laughs> what? And that wasn't Why? our property anymore. So I wasn't going to do anything at that time. And I just sat back. And just watched. Yeah, they took that <laughs> shit outside and ashing. You didn't even have to ask. You weren't even just like, yo, can you guys step outside to do this? And you're like, oh, yeah, and just kind of did what I was like, do you want to go meet outside? Go meet outside. They, outside. They, they did. It's <laughs> not our problem. Yeah, right? It was like, wow, okay, you guys actually did it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Here's the movie. You really yeah. did meet outside, huh? How about that? Dude, I think the craziest time for me. Oh, 
I know I'm going to tell a story. You can go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So I think the craziest time for me, so like, you know, growing up, Ty, I was always kind of the fat kid. Like, you know, it was like, like you see some very attractive women. You're just like, oh, man, no way that chick has any want to do with me. And that was the most wild part about that place was like, you wear a you, you wear a shirt. Wear, you wear a shirt with just breakers on it, and then all of a sudden you just become Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> like, makes no like, sense. You work at a bar. Oh my god! You work at a bar. It's like, yeah, I send an email. It goes, it goes one of two ways. It's like you work at a bar. That's so hot. Or it goes, you work at a bar. Can you get me and twenty friends in? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no. I will give you $5 for you to get me, to me and 20 friends in. And you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. But, no. like, but <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> what were you saying? I don't know how vulgar you want to get on this podcast. <laughs> you know what? This is a little different screw today, so let's just try it out, Pat. Uh, did you, I don't know if you were still working there when me and Buckley walked into the bathroom with that guy and that girl that were in there. Oh my God. Yeah, so in the men in live in the men's live bathroom, Buckley came and got me and was like, "Hey, somebody just told me that somebody in the bathroom with a girl," and I was like, "Oh shit!" And like, that's not okay. Like, can't be in the bathroom having sexual intercourse and whatnot. But so we walked in there and we just walked around the corners. Three dudes like standing against the wall and nobody's doing anything. And in the stall, you can clearly see a dude's feet and a girl's knees, and you're just like. Hey guys, <laughs> and they did. They you just see them stand up and stand there for about five seconds, like we're gonna go away. And they're just like, uh, and we're like, all right, well, come on out now, and like, please get out. And they just come walking out, and like, it's it was one of the girls. I can't remember her name. I forgot. But she used to work there because Buckley knew her, and he was like, "What the fuck?" And she was like, "Oh, it's okay. You know me." He's like, "This is yeah, never no. okay." <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. That's why, like, whenever I was done at that place, I was like, I, honest to God, like, I really don't think somebody could surprise me with, like, something yeah, they show I me. Yeah, I've seen so much shit in that bar. Yeah. It's just like, when I see it on TV, it's just like, mm, Yeah, it's like, I've a, seen worse. Seen, seen that before. I'll never forget the first night I ever worked there. They, okay, just throw this out there. Sorry, Bradley Morgan, if you're listening to this. So, first night, they put me at the front door, right? I had no training no training like checking IDs like just like they just put me there and I was like alright this I guess this is how it's gonna go yeah. so I, I go up there and you know I'm doing the whole night it was kind of dead and everything so I'm like oh okay that's a fun job like oh you know like people you see they're like Brett you work at a bar I was like yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I'm so bar. cool and all of a sudden last call comes everything and Reek's cleaning up the bathroom and I'll never forget to go oh <laughs> that was it. Like, it's kind of like I was the new guy there too, and I was kind of like, "No, oh, the new guy shifts." He's like, "What happened?" And Reek goes, "New guy, go clean. <laughs> Come here real quick." And uh, and by the way, if, if you guys want a piece of quality content for YouTube or Instagram, go look up Sneak Reek. Um, oh yeah, it is, yeah. It is, if you want to see a live depiction of what we are discussing of this place, Sneak Reek is <laughs> he catches the best videos on five points. Yeah, yeah dude. He does. Um. But I just remember going, new guys. So I like walk over there. And I'm not kidding you. There is a girl like in the bathroom stall. I guess she had like passed out sitting up. And we had to get her out because we didn't know they were there. And then we started seeing blood on the floor. Oh. And I was like, oh no. 
And so we knock, and the girl's kind of like, nah, 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 like just kind of doing whatever. And so we go out and grab one of the girl bartenders. Like, hey, will you please go in there and check on this girl? Check on this girl. Thankfully, I had like I'd been CPR certified and everything because this chick had a cut from her ankle all the way to the top of her thigh, oh. just like a cut, and it looked like from a beer bottle or something, like a like a cap or something. Was she bleeding out in the bathroom, bro. Yeah, no, but it was like it was a small cut. It was like a literally looked like just a slice, but it looked like it honestly looked like <laughs> she pulled a one of our friends and rode a mo a bicycle. Or, uh, skateboard down a hill <laughs> and decided to uh, mess yourself up because it was like it was all like scabby and like oh. yeah it was anyways so we see this chick and they're kind of like new guy i'm like oh cool <laughs> so i got like you know like the the pre-wrap that you put on like ice like whatever people put ice on you and then you mm. wrap that like clear coat <clears throat> stuff but it's not tape yeah so i had to like get our bartending towels and like put it all around her leg and then like tape it up and then I had to call an ambulance and like carry her out to the front and like remind you I'm sitting there like my first night on the job this chick's bleeding all over me and I'm like I'm sitting there like having this chick and I, like put her up on this and like this whole thing happened like the, the cops came like paramedics came took the girl and by that time it was like 3.30 and we hadn't even like really cleaned up the bar because yeah. we all were just like oh, oh my god um Five points was a wild. And dude, remember the one time a dude got a beer bottle smashed on his head? That <laughs> I don't think we can talk about that. <laughs> that it wasn't by us. It wasn't. It technically, was not by me or you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. We're cutting that out too. Um, no, but seriously though, it was it was a it was an interesting time. It was. It was an interesting time, but I think it helped us learn. Like, even though it was all stupid and, like, there's some wild stuff that happened there. It was, like, it helped you learn just a little bit. Like, mm. kinda, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those things that, like, in as life. As silly as it sounds, it kind of teaches you, like, how to, what it looks like to be an adult and what it looks like when it's not an adult. Like, oh, yeah. We've seen, how many people have we seen come in there that are, like, complete regulars that are, like, almost 24 or 25 years old just act like fucking teenagers? Yeah, no, it teaches you, like. <clears throat> how to drink and have fun yeah without going over the limit of being either a aggressive or two just like making just a fool annoying. of yeah, yourself, or a fool out of yourself. Yeah. making a fool out of yourself like yeah, I, see. I think we can all remember a, a certain someone who just made a complete fool out of yeah. himself at that bar that's oh, what i'm saying yeah. and like that, that's just for me it's like I never want to be that guy yeah because then like then it's just a depiction like even after it's like the even after you go out with your friends, it's like you're still always, you still have that memory imprinted yeah. in people's minds that mm -hmm. like you were that person. And like, when we go out 10 years from now, if we come down to Columbia, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, you remember when he did that? And it's just going to be like, do you really want to be remembered for some stupid shit that you right. did in five yeah. minutes? Like, well, if it's funny, it's one thing, but if it's something that was like, that was fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you just get remembered for the rest of your life, and it's just like shit. Yeah. And it was, that, that place, man, it was... It taught me a lot. It, I mean, it really did because whenever you're cleaning, like I, I say this all the time, it's like when you're cleaning toilets at 4 a.m., like you kind of really get, do get put into perspective where you're just like, dude, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It also puts in perspective too when you're cleaning all that stuff and doing all that bullshit and then there's people that are so lazy to do that job. Like yeah. clean a bar. Like it's not even, it doesn't even sound remotely hard yeah. and they can't do it. Oh, yeah. It's just like they just don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, you dude, can, you like, can't put bleach in a bucket and throw yeah. some soap in it and mop up a floor. Like, yeah. And that and then like people that do it half ass too. Yeah. Like 
And then you kind of see that, and that was my thing. It was like people <coughs> remember I was bored back, and I was sweating. Oh, was like, yeah. Because for me, it was like I'm not gonna do a shitty job. Like I'm not gonna be that guy that just like le- like leaves everybody else unaccounted for. Yeah. It's like that's not fair to them. Yeah, like, I couldn't do a shitty job. No, my girlfriend would kick my ass. Yeah, <laughs> talk a little bit about Suppose that. I did the best one. Yeah, I did not hear that. She said, "Ask, ask, ask Maddie." Right, I'll ask Maddie. I'll ask her. I had that ice filled to the brim all the time. I did Beer. too. They kept talking so much shit about how I'd get in their way, and I was like, "You motherfuckers move way too fast for me." Yeah, yeah, that's why I. Saw. I always just like I don't know. I like I always had like a second sense of like if someone's behind me, I can easily move. And you're also a which weird. is weird because I am godly unathletic when it comes to feet work. <laughs> like, oh my god, we have a story. We were nope. talking about this the other day. I have to bring this up. I have to bring this up. So we go to Gulf Shores, Alabama, just randomly one year, like one year for spring break. Like we didn't have any plans. We were all like seeing this everybody. Was last year, right? Yeah, yeah. We were we saw everybody going and we're like, damn. We decided the day before we like we found a place and just went. That's what it was. We yeah. found a place. No, it was that night. It yeah, was, it was that y'all, night. You, y'all went to work and y'all came back and we packed up and left. And we hopped in a car and left. But, so we get there, and we had, like, this, our second spot, we had, like, it broken up into two, so, like, our second spot was really, like, it was cool, it was a little out of the way, but it was, like, there was a beach right next to it, so we're all sitting out there one day, and we're playing football, and it's just a testament to Tyler's, no offense, unathleticism with his feet, so Tyler runs, <clears> like, <throat> granted, Tyler's a big boy, so we sit there, <laughs> Tyler lines up, goes, Ready? Hits a, it goes five yards. Hits a nice little, like, hits a nice little button route. It was clean. It was clean. Sticks it. Sticks it. Tries to go back for the post. (laughs) He goes back for the post. Both his ankles just decide to stop working. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. That was aggressive, ladies. Yeah, jeez, guys. Come on now. Yeah. Sorry, dogs. (laughs) (laughs) See Tyler's ankle just roll. Face plants straight into the sand. And then there goes his Ray-Bans. Oh, yeah. just Ray Bans just broke. I left that night to go get a new pair. Did you? Yeah, yeah Tyler went and got an odd, another pair. I'll never forget that. Like, no, I'm going to get my pair. He's like, "There's a Ray Bans store here. I'm going to get my new pair." <laughs> just pissed. There were so many stupid things, but all right. So we'll go ahead and just kind of wrap this thing up. Um, so we talked about a lot. We talked about like a lot about the bar and kind of like us as friends and everything, but. What's it now for obviously kind of coming on and talking? This is a little different style of an episode because normally I don't I don't really go into like my life that I go into my life, but I go more so into things I'm doing right now, not really looking back. But what do you say like looking back has taught you about like the different situations? Obviously, we've gone through a bunch of stupid shit, but the different situations that you've been brought brought about, and then kind of going forward now, it's like okay, I am the man I am today. What do I see myself in five, ten years? Like how how do you see yourself? I know it's a tough question. It's an it's an interview esque question, but like yeah. and but in reality, not like an occupation, but what you want to be, like who, like what type of person you want to lead, like what life you want to lead, what leadership values you want to have. I guess one thing I would like everybody says this though. One thing I really want to try to do is just like I want to start saving some money and putting some money inside to start doing the things that I want to do, and I also want to just like really, really, really just focus on just finishing school yeah and just like get through it no matter how fucking long it takes and how much money it takes just like get through it and just be done with it and then just say i did it and then whatever i go through next you know it's it's one of those things where like you know i feel like our parents generation was one of those things where it's just like we don't have g or not gds but uh college education whatever and yeah. like we have this job but like i want to be able to go into somewhere and be like 
I did college. Yeah. <laughs> Pay me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ty? I feel the same way. Like, I do want to finish school. I hope to do it in the next <clears throat> year or two. Uh, at least start. Yeah. Um, Hopefully your parents don't hear it. Eh, I don't think they know about Brett's episode. <laughs> <laughs> at least I hope not. That'd, that'd be funny. <laughs> Just the way they found out. <laughs> um... But no, I want to do that, um, and just be a better person in the ways of just I don't know, just like working harder at things and being more driven to do things, whether it comes to school or just life in whole. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's important for me. It's like I, you know, obviously with the podcast and everything, that was a big step for me to kind of like hone myself in and really make myself like a parent to people and being like, you know what? I'm very passionate about these things. And you guys have always known me. I've always told you guys, like if I'm passionate about something, you guys will fucking know it like because yeah. I'm not afraid to say it. And I'm not saying it in a way where I'm trying to ever brag or try to say it in a certain way where I'm like, Oh, I'm this. You're just excited. It's the same thing with this oh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always excited about it. It I'm, shows that you care. It I like, shows that you want to do it. Yeah. And I want to do it, man. I just also too want to provide for the people that have provided for me. Like one day it's like, I want to take care of my parents. Like yeah. I want to sit back and I want to have, I want to buy my dad a car and I want to buy my mom a car. I don't want to buy my dad a house and I want to, but at the same time, like I can do all that for my parents, but also too, like the inner city kid that, you know, for example, the same Brett Ferguson with my whole recruiting process and football, same Pat, same Tyler, like the kids that have these ambitions to do amazing things. Like I want to set them up in order to have that ambition going forward. Right. You know, I want them to have a head start. Because for me, it's like this podcast, for me, honestly, this is somewhat of a head start. Because I'm talking about situations, I'm having these conversations that we normally have. Like, we have these conversations. And it's just, it's never aired. And it's never televised. Or it's never broadcasted for people to listen to. Because it's just, people don't see, the, people for some reason get this block in their head where they're just, just like, we can't talk about that. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what it is. It's just getting that head start just to be a better man. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I know I'm going to be a father one day. It's like whenever I'm a father one day, it's like I want my kid to look at me and be like, damn, my dad, like, my dad's that dude. Like, how I look at my dad, it's like I want to be like, damn, that dude right there, like, he's he's really given his life for something that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like whatever's important to you. Like, that's, you know, um, there's been plenty of times where, like, I've always wanted to move out west, but then I've sat there and I've been like, you know, I want to move out west and I want to do this and it's great to want to do th- something but it's also do something different to go do it like yeah. it, oh, yeah. it's genuine like I've wanted to do so many things in my life but like for example I know I really want to hone in like in my in my years in a competition so I, I want to get very good at skiing like yeah. I genuinely like that's the sport I want to focus myself on now it's like what can I do right now I'm not in a mountain it's not snowing it's fucking hot as hell outside yeah. like how can I prepare for that well Maybe a couple times this summer, I go up to the Whitewater Center in, over in, uh, you know, in Charlotte and just, like, kind of do do things that are related to it. Like, maybe go water skiing. Maybe work on my hip mobility in order to be able to go against skates. And maybe even, and like, learn truly how to do stuff. Because the f- fulfillment of everything, it's, like, it's never about the money for me, more so than the product of what happened with it. And... That's like, for example, STS. It's like STS has never been about the money for me. Like I've started seeing money come from it, which has been unreal, and like that's been like humbling because it's just like holy shit, that's ca- like I'm capable of doing that. But then again, it just like you can either take it in that way. It's like oh, I'm a money scounder, or oh wow, I'm humbled by that shit. Because yeah. I remember when I was sitting in my bedroom with an old microphone that I used for whenever I used to stream video games like randomly, and like I just decided to do it. Um, 
But you also just kind of need somebody there. Like I, I don't know, especially for me, you need somebody sometimes to just tell you, like, to put you to the test. Like when you say, like, I say I want to go travel, you need somebody to be there, to be like, we'll fucking do it. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. let's do it right now. And like that's the same thing with Grizz, which is my dog. When I was looking, I was told you I was looking on Craigslist in that room, and Maddie was like, we were just sitting there together, and I was like, oh, this puppy's so cute. It's a little German Shepherd mix, and she was, just, I was just like, I want to go get it, and she was just like, we'll go get it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. She's like, well, if you want it so bad, just it's just go buy it. Just yeah. go do it, like, tomorrow. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I went and got grit. Like, yeah. I didn't think anything about it. I just did it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, when you, uh, with my tattoo, like, I talked about forever. Yeah. And you're like, do you have the money? I'm like, yeah. And right then, right there, we just drove. Yeah, and also, too, it's like that tattoo, too, for you. It's like, at first, I was like, oh, Tyler's going to travel tattoo. But then at the same time, like, Whenever you got it and everything, I started seeing like the value that it like even if something is the symbolism of like a tattoo or something like that, it's like that is what you gain out of it. It's like I went and did it. And it's like, am I happy that I did it? Absolutely. If mm-hmm. I'm not, okay, I learned from it. Mm-hmm. And that's something for me, man. It's just been like I, I I'm so I'm more scared of failure than I am success that like why would I be sitting there crippling by myself? Like crippling myself thinking that I'm not capable of doing something. Because that it's scarier to be on the latter side rather than to be on the, the proper side. Yeah. Um, so again, like you know, even sitting in this house right now, we pulled up a table, threw a mic on, put my put my can- or my computer in the middle. Had Tyler's had to hook up his computer to show these images and have an ambiance to us. You know what? I mean? Yeah, dude, gorgeous, gorgeous. But like, it's stuff like that that like if you're are you are capable of doing it. This this mic right here, I think that mic I got it. I got $50 for my birthday and I saved up and it was like, this mic ended up being like around like 200 and something bucks. And it was like, I saved money. Like, even though I could have went out and bought it, like I saved money, I appropriated in the right way to where it didn't put me into any budget, budgetary issues where I like couldn't live day to day. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I just went out and did it. Yeah. And this mic has served me over shit, 30 episodes. Like, and it's going to yeah. continue to serve me. I mean, if that's just the symbolism of that, same thing with the tattoo, same thing with, it's just like, just go out and fucking do it. Like, if you truthfully, like, are unhappy with what the state you're at right now, it's like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, you can figure it out. If you have to bartend at night because you want to move out somewhere and go do something, do it. And, but that doesn't see, that doesn't mean also to sacrificing your happiness that you have immediate right now, though. Like, I've had plenty of inclinations where I've been like, oh, I want to move out west. I want to do this. I want to do that. But then also, too, I have to sit back and be like, am I happy right now? It's like, fuck yeah, I'm happy. Like, it also just comes with also making, like, healthy decisions. Yeah. Like, obviously, we're saying go do it. But, like, if you're, like, sitting in a house like this, which is a three-bedroom, one-bathroom, I was like, hey, guys, I want to go buy a Lamborghini. I wouldn't say, go yeah, go it. fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it just comes with being, like, you know, the healthy things, you know, like, just being responsible, just being like, no, you want to go do this for yourself? If it's going to make you happy and if it's going to be responsible for you and if it's going to, you know, progress for you go yeah. fucking do it yeah. don't hesitate just do it yeah Tyler what do you have to say I don't you don't no nope. Brett how have we impacted you yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah we've been talking about how we are you yeah. impacted us yeah. how have we impacted you I like that tied on me a little bit there I'm not I'm used to asking <laughs> questions yeah. um for me man um it's I'll honestly say this straight up. Like, I grew up in a locker room. I grew up with guys that were very close to me, that were around me all the time. Like, I played ball with them. And we grew up with this kinship and this brotherhood that, like, I never could have replaced, like, ever. Um, and I, you guys deal with the same shit. Like, you still have friends from whenever you played football, and you guys have those conversations. Like, you remember whenever we ran all those gassers around? Like, the, you remember whenever we did this? Remember whenever Coach was screaming at us in the locker room and broke that, like, Powerade thing? Like, 
there's so many different situations that arise, but it was all bigger than just the sport. Like, and yeah. for me, it was like whenever I, that was taken away from me, like it was harder. Like, it's not as hard on some people, but it was hard on me because that was my everything. Like that, like I woke up and I eat, sleep, and breathe football. Like mm-hmm. that was what I did. I trained, I trained, I trained, but. I found through that, it like, yes, the sport impacted me so much, but also, too, the relationships I gained from that sport followed, like, mm-hmm. followed me so much. And from my friendships now, what I have seen is that I've needed that same kinship, that same brotherhood, that same accountability, that same pick you up when you're down, that same, hey, Brett, you're acting like a fucking old man now. Come out and have some fun with us. Like, because that's the human experience. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you. every human lives and dies. It's like, and... It's amazing to be fixated and passionate and everything, but it was just like that one book, Into the Wild. I talk about it on the podcast because it's still like, happiness is not it, happiness is not true unless shared with somebody, and that's like the honest to god truth. And I value my friends so much because of that, because like my happiness has always been centered around people. So why was I fixated on just the sport? Because the sport obviously brought me happiness, but it was the people too and the relationships I had. So that's why I'm thankful for you guys because you guys instill that same mentality into me and that same brotherhood where it's like we might be on completely different paths we might have completely different backgrounds i might not know what you've dealt in your past like but like at the end of the day it's like we all have the same common good and the greater goal to all of us just to be successful and do great things Mm -hmm. so for me it was that like that's always been what's been important to me because one it was that kinship from football but two it was like i needed that like i needed people that were like that weren't always just the same as me. Like I like that's it's not people always say get the people that are like you around. Like yeah, I agree with that, but I don't agree with that at the same mm-hmm. time. It's like you need different opinions. You yeah. need different outlooks on life. Yeah. Cuz like MJ even taught me that. Like MJ is he lives life in a completely different pace than I do. And it was like but me and MJ are also best friends too. And it's like MJ taught me that where it was like he lives at this pace and I like in, internally like where I get I'm like you shouldn't do that. And then I take a step back. I'm like, who the fuck am I to tell him like what he should be doing? Yeah. And it's like, and it's not necessarily, and he's not doing bad things for himself. And he's a passionate guy. He loves what he does. He does. I mean, uh, but it was just a different pace that I had to appreciate because it's like, we all come from different shit and that's what football taught me. And then I started seeing the values and the relationships I have with people. Yeah. So that's kind of it for me. Um, that's been generally like the way that you guys have impacted me. Cause it was like, I, it brought it back to normalcy for me. It like kind of brought it back and also too I didn't really have a lot of guy friends growing up besides football like I didn't really have a lot of people like everybody had those guys that came played video games after school and all that stuff I didn't really have that because I was so fixated on football like that was what I did and then I found like after that I was like I miss so much I was like I didn't have those friends like and then now that I do it's like I appreciate that more than anything I think most people from what I see from people that come from football it's more so like when you get out of it <clears throat> I feel like people are constantly searching for the competitive side yeah. of it like it doesn't matter what we're doing yeah. like video games obviously I found the passion in video games yeah. just like whatever but I really enjoy that or if it's like doing anything like we could sit here right now have three subs and I could look at you and be like I'm going to eat you this fast and you can and y'all would be like fuck <laughs> you no you can't yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly it's always that comp- but it's like that's healthy though yeah. like, it's oh yeah it's funny. It might might not feel good after if you start yeah. down a sub, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Um, it's just the idea of like feeding off of each other, making yeah. each other better. Yeah. Like, yeah. Been, you know, I want to be the best, and yeah. at the same time, I want to see you succeed. Yeah. All right.
What do you guys have left to say? You guys have anything that you want to say before we jump off? Like anything at all that's on your mind? Anything that you could say any time that you've been like, Brett, hey, I want to do a podcast. And you want to just say one thing. What do you want to say? I love you. I love yeah. you too, bud. I love you. I love you more. Oh. What a sweet way to end the episode. Oh, I'm just so happy. I don't know how long I feel like I've been not really talking to you about this podcast, but like we were talking about it on the team and stuff. Yeah. I'm just so happy. Like it's it's so cool to like be on it and be yeah. a part of it. I'm just happy to like be a part of this. And you see, and you see now from this side, it's like, oh, it's not what I thought. No, it's not really. I mean, you expect it to be like not so. I mean, I'm sure sometimes it is on some podcasts, but like you expect it to be like a scripted. Like we're gonna talk about this, this, yeah. this, and this, and this is how it's gonna be. It's more so like for a moment there. I mean, like you know, you kind of without the mic being in your face, it's just. I feel like I'm just talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Guys, thanks. I really appreciate it. Um, of course. Glad to be here. So, at the end of each episode, and this is about to blow y'all's minds, <laughs> um, we read our mission statement. And our mission statement is as follows This group is designed to be a constant open communication between members to deal with issues that arise in everyday life. Whether they be fitness goals, personal goals, or life struggles, this podcast is designed to uplift all those involved. Dulcius X Asparis. Thank you guys so much.